Welcome to the Let's Talk with Teresa Ann podcast. My name is Teresa Ann, and I love to write, I love to author books, blogs, to highlight this amazing God. This podcast is to allow you to see how we can live in responding to Him with grateful heart. How? By seeing with heavenly wit, seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Whenever someone speaks death over us or speaks a curse, you rise up in Christ and we get to remind ourselves through those fearful triggers of what God has said as he has the last word. Romans 5. It says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Let's get that straight, okay? We have been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done. So it isn't about praying in the peace. It's about being aware of what Christ Jesus has done for us. Because of what he's done for us, we have peace with God. Mm. And the reason we have peace with God is because... We have been made right with God by faith. Verse 2 of chapter 5. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing what? To sharing God's glory. We can rejoice also when we run into problems and trials. For we know, what do we know? That these trials and problems help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope, this kind of hope, what kind of hope? The hope of salvation does not lead to disappointment. So let's make sure we understand this. It's not the hope of getting a new house or the hope of hoping that things go better or hoping that we have a relationship with the one that we've wanted to have a relationship with. But it's truly this hope that cannot be washed away by a circumstance is in salvation. And this hope, this hope, this authentic, genuine hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while 
we were yet sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Jesus Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored, how was it restored? By the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. So in this knowing of what Christ has established from the Father's authority for Christ to to go and do the Father's will so that we can be made right with God through faith, We have this confident hope of salvation because we know that when we run into problems and trials, that they help us develop endurance. I want to pause right there. How often have you had a problem or a trial and you immediately said out loud and to others, including myself, the enemy is attacking The enemy is attacking. Did you know that if he is, we're to rejoice in that? Because God is going to use it. We're looking to him as our hope of salvation. See, this is what's happening in the world today. This is what's happening to me personally. I can get a sense that maybe what if someone's rejecting me, right? I focus so much on the rejection that I have forgotten about the acceptance and adoption of God, that we get to cry out, Abba, Father. Then going back to what I was talking about earlier about having joy in affliction. You know, oftentimes what we do is we glorify that if we're having an affliction or we're having such great suffering, then we can rejoice that we're suffering. For the cause of Christ. Yes, that is that is part of it. But the suffering for Christ is for Christ. It's not because we're suffering because of sin or we're suffering because of a consequence that we're having to live with. It's not that kind of suffering that he is that he is exemplifying to have hope in God about. This suffering is affliction that we have no control of. Whatever that affliction may be, that comes upon us that we are just not aware of, that we didn't have any control of, so to speak. That kind of affliction that we're to have joy in the Lord in, the whole point of affliction was not to highlight affliction. Affliction was never meant to have the narrative. But what it's meant to do is when we are going through affliction, that the narrative is that we are walking in joy. See, that kind of living woos people to want who we have. Who wants a miserable life when there's no hope in God? I believe more than anything is the narrative and whatever we're going through that the problems, the trials, the situations, the circumstances that we have no control of, 
Those are not the narrative. They may seem like it's the narrative, but the narrative is when we are holding fast to the hope of our salvation, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. When we're able to walk in him, in Christ, knowing and being aware of what he has done for us, there is something that takes place. We're no longer going to be offendable. But we are going to be the ones that stand in Christ and say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing because our hope is in Christ and Christ alone. And it doesn't mean it's easy at first, but what it does do is it causes the narrative in our lives to not be about the trial and the problem. It doesn't mean that you shoo it away or that you ignore it. But you're noticing that the problem in the trial that tries to trigger you to panic or try to do it all on your own, that is a reminder to us to be triggered, to be aware of Christ who lives within us by the spirit of the living God, who is the one who is peace and he is joy. And because we are in right standing with God through Christ Jesus, we're able to walk in a joy and a peace that is beyond this world's ability to understand. So the narrative is no longer about affliction as much as it is that in the midst of affliction, people are able to see us walking in the joy of the Lord. It's not a coping in a way of, okay, I just got to deny what I'm going through, but it's denying self, meaning this. It doesn't mean you don't cry to God and you don't go to God and and you don't question. I mean, you do whatever you know to do. He is not weak like that to where he's going to reject you. But in knowing who he is, you're going to be able to share your inner thoughts. Yeah, he does know your thoughts. But he wants you to be so intimate with him, knowing that he's not just with you, but he is within you. When we rejoice in the Lord, we can rejoice in him for the great circumstances, and we can rejoice in him even in the midst of the hard. But the only way to get there is to realize who we have said yes to, who we've been accepted by, See, if our life story is constantly about who's rejected us, we are going to actually create destructive patterns of gathering people under the guise of affliction, under the like-mindedness of rejection. If we're not careful, what we'll do is we will find a commonality in something that was tragic and then come together and never grow. But we are constantly in this place of, I know what you're going through. We start to coddle one another. And and in that, the Holy Spirit, what he's wanting us to do is see him and say, I want you to rise up and I'm gonna call you to a place that you never imagined yourself going to. But you're going to see the great plans that I have even beyond what the enemy meant for evil. 
See, God has the last word over our lives. And this is something that I'm learning every single day to make a choice every single day, every single moment of the day to say, wait, God, I choose you right now. I want to be really snarky with someone, but I'm not going to because I'm going to respond to you right now. Lord, help me to see this whole situation outside of myself and help me to not just pray that those people get better so that my life becomes easier. That's a very selfish prayer, God. But help me to start praying to where I begin to hurt for them. I'm not hurt by them anymore. I want to hurt for them like you do, God. And so I wanted to share that with you today, that as you read through the Word of God, I want you to share with me, what are some scriptures that have reminded you of God's great love that wants to operate in and through you in your life? Will you share that with me? Thank you so much for joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday on Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. Remember what this show is all about, bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness so that we can live this life with heavenly wit to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields.